Welcome, friends, to Into the Harvest, to our podcast, season five. I am Abigail Wilson, and I'm here with my good friend, Rachel, and we are going to get into some great stuff that will hopefully help you to be a disciple and make disciples and encourage you in whatever spaces you are in at the moment. So I am super pumped to have our first guest um, visit us here at the podcast that we've had for a while. So Rachel, you're pretty special. I'm so excited you're with me. Sure, I feel. <laughs> okay, so there's like a little bit of a lag. So um, say that one more time. I, I think I'm the first guest of the year. You are, you are, which is even more fun. But I, I, some people may not know you. I know you very well, but I was hoping you might just introduce yourself a little bit. Uh, tell our listeners just who you are, about your kids, your husband, what you do all day. Okay. Yes. Um, my name is Rachel. I'm married. We just celebrated 16 years. Praise God. Uh, my husband is an Air Force pilot, so I follow him around, and God just sends us to all these different places. Um, we have three kids here with us, which is a gift, and uh, they are 10, 8, and 2. And I also homeschool, though um, not any rocket science or anything. It's, it's pretty chill, but I them and stay at home. Uh, so my main job is uh, making disciples and managing our home and uh, trying to be a covert missionary in the midst of that, wherever God kind of puts us. Absolutely. Well, it's my favorite as well. So, um, and you're currently stationed here in San Antonio with me. Right. Yes. Yeah. We've only been in San Antonio for one year now. Yes, but we're hoping um, there'll be much, much longer. I will say to everyone listening that Brett and I in 2020 really started to daily pray for laborers that would just partner with us and just life, man. We wanted people that were like, let's get in there. And um, so we started praying for that. In fact, it was because of Andrew. He, um, he has talked about that on this podcast quite a few times about how he did that. And God really sent him awesome disciples. And we were like, Psh, we want to see some of that too. So we started praying and sure enough, Mike Kaslin rolled up and said, Hey, we would like to partner with you guys so much so that we are going to rent a house down the street and, um, where we live, most of the houses are pretty nice but a lot of them have been renovated. And then a lot of them are straight out of the 1970s. And what kind of house did you get, Rachel? <laughs> the 1970s. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I think it just shows like so much about your character that you would be willing to just handle uh, brown wall paneling uh, on a daily basis so that we can labor together in the harvest. <laughs> so worth it. Oh, well, I definitely think it's, um, it's a huge blessing to us. So, um, why I brought you on our podcast today, um, is 
because a few months ago, I can't really remember. I'm going to guess like November, December timeframe. Um, I had my phone off. It was on silent and I picked it up. I either the next, I think it was the next morning because it was like the nighttime silence. And I woke up to a whole bunch of messages from Rachel and had me in absolute tears of laughter because it was so cute. You had just gotten this great inspiration and started working on the math of reaching San Antonio or whatever city you're in for the gospel. And you figured out the actual (laughs) mathematical equation. And uh, so I I was like, you know what, Rachel, this is special. This is really, really cool. And I would really love it if you would come on and share with our Into the Harvest friends. And you agreed. So thanks so much. (laughs) So so would you mind just breaking down, maybe not the play-by-play that were in my messages that morning, but the summed up awesome version that you came up with that kind of explains how we as just little old us's can help to reach the nations with the gospel of Jesus. Yeah, definitely. So um, I've been learning a lot lately about what it means to be witnesses and ambassadors for Christ. And I've always agreed with that and, and kind of seen it in scripture, but honestly, it's just been lighting up like never before. And um, I realized, honestly, it hasn't been a very big part of my walk. It hasn't really been a big part of my life. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to learn more about that. And um, I saw something that just really helped me begin to like recognize the impact we can make. Um, so basically I figured out in, um, I mean, there were lots of resources along the way that helped me figure out San Antonio has 2.4 million people. And, um, there's a little less than, um, a million of them that say they do not follow Christ. Like either they claim nothing or atheism or something else. Um, so about a million people in my area that don't know him, and um, I, I found some math to work out, like, if we have disciples making disciples making disciples, like, how quickly could we make an impact on the people mm. um, who are lost in our area? So, uh, yeah, I feel like that's the, the summary. Okay. So did you come up with a, a time? Like, how long would it take? Okay. yeah like let's do this <laughs> so, um I'm really not a math genius whatsoever I beg to differ you had some like cr- I it was like pulling out my calculus when you were showing it to me <laughs> calculus but that's because I googled what on earth do you do next okay um, well so it's just really funny basically I need to credit this um astrophysicist teacher who was visiting my Bible study several years ago, who um, broke down this math of like understanding, like I said, like disciples, making disciples, making disciples, who can we impact? How many people can we impact and how many generations? Mm -hmm. Um, Disciples making disciples. So I was taking a look at that math again and kind of turning it inside out to try and impact this lost population 
And so what I figured out is if we started just today with just mm-hmm. two laborers, like, like you, you and me, <laughs> if we start out with just the two of us in 20 years, if both of us reach one person who decided they wanted to follow Christ and they wanted to make disciples too, if each of us just met one person of peace like that a year and the chain continued that they met someone that they met someone and it continued on like that kind of like if you imagine like um a pyramid scheme yeah but But better yeah yeah (laughs) so if we started today with just the two of us and we um carried on through the generations like that each of us continuing to find one person of peace per year in 20 years, all million people would um, be reached for Christ. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of mind blowing because it's only one person a year. That's really super doable. I mean, I we've had some pretty dry years, but I feel like one is possible. <laughs> true. It's it's so true. And so what got me thinking after I kind of realized that it's like 20 years, I'm not super old, but that's, that's not, I mean, that's a conceivable amount of time, mm. you know, uh, or like I said, I just been married for 16 years. So how much impact in 16 years could I make, you know? Um, but what got me thinking was like, okay, if that's just starting with two laborers, what happens if I increase that first generation of laborers, those people who are looking for people of peace, who are praying, who are sharing the gospel, who are witnessing. Um, so that's when I got really excited. I know. <laughs> this is when her, her voicemails got real frantic and excited. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so if we start with five laborers right now, just like think, do you know five people who are serious about following Jesus? Who are I mean, five people? That's not a big number. Again, with just one person per year, each person, and continuing that on and on, then we would impact that million people in eight and a half years. I, you have an eight and a half year old. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. It's like the lifetime of Mary Sue. Whoa, so cool. I have to tell her that (laughs) going on down to, um, going on down to, if we, if we have 10 laborers, starting with 10 people, it goes down to six years. Like that is just so doable. And then I think after that, it makes more sense to think about it in generations Mm. of buying, you know, exponentially. Um, so like 20 laborers, we're talking about less than four generations of just like multiplying the workers. It's just crazy. Wow. You know, it's, I, I love, love, love. And I think you and I are really the same, like we're very type A people. And so we love a good, like on paper plan. (laughs) And I, I love this because it is such a great vision to have, like, you know what, look, if we're just the 10 of us got together and we can make this happen. Um, and yet really it's the, the boil down message is just how simple the task that you and I have really, which is to just be 
obedient and making disciples and equipping others to do what we're doing, right? Oh, absolutely. And I think, um, I know really until the last few years, like I've, God has been so gracious and I've, I've been following him for a long time and, um, trying to be active in, in my church and in ministry for a long time, which is awesome. But it's really only been in the last few years that I've had a light bulb about this vision, like you mentioned about equipping others to do the same and, and teaching them that, um, we're called to do the same as Jesus followers, mm. um, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men is the, the first thing he says to, um, his first disciples that he calls and it's like, we're all called to be fishers. We're all called to, um, to reach people. And so often when I've, um, spent time with ladies and helped them learn and grow in being a disciple, they, um, really thought that it just stopped right there. Mm-hmm. That's it. I read my Bible. I pray done and done. <laughs> yeah. I go to church, you know, I have a relationship with Jesus. Awesome. Yes. Those things are so good, but, uh, it, it doesn't stop with me. God is all about the generations. All yeah. about the, like cover to cover. We see it, um, as we read his word. And so, um, that's what I think is exciting about kind of a little, a picture like this, as we begin mm-hmm. to see just a a snapshot of what it's like to be a small part of what God is doing on a larger scale. Yeah. And I love that because it does give each person the task, right? Because if any, I mean, we could probably go the negative side, like you and I are pretty positive. And so we're like, look, just add one more person. But the, the sad news is, is you take one person out of that equation and it goes the other direction. Um, so it really does give that whoever you're talking to, this is, this is your task. This is what you're called to do just as much as I'm called to do. You and I, um, have similar kind of backgrounds, especially with discipleship of, and I think I totally agree. It was like, how many verses have you memorized? Um, how, how much Bible are you reading? How are you praying? That was very much the focus, which is all great stuff. Um, but you and I both have just been so impacted by this idea that the great commission is for you and me. Like, I don't think that had clicked with me really until a few years ago either. Well, I mean, the, the dawn is just breaking for me. <laughs> like, all about, like, um, building up other believers who, like, come into my space because of Jesus functions of some sort, <laughs> like, some sort of God event type thing. And um, that's really, really easy for me. And I think that a lot of my spiritual gifts I guess spiritual gifts are to build up the body of Christ anyway. Yeah. Um, but I'm definitely, I am, I'm not, evangelism is not one of my spiritual gifts. Um, <laughs> it's not. And I mean, this picture is about evangelism in um, the fact that we're considering like, whoa, a million people in my immediate area 
don't know Christ and claim to follow somebody else. And then you and I both know that there's lots of people who on that survey said, oh, I'm this, but don't have a personal relationship with Christ. Right. They, they yeah. Put a but there's so many around us who, who don't have a saving knowledge of Christ. So this picture is about evangelism in the in that sense. But um, man, at the same time, when we talk about adding laborers, when we talk people who do have a relationship with Christ, who do know who he is, who, who have been forgiven, who are following him, but they haven't um, had this this kind of um, realization that even though maybe they aren't gifted in evangelism, they are called to, um, to reach out and share the gospel. They are called to make disciples, um, whether those disciples already go to church or not, mm. you know, we'll have this vision about um, actively engaging the Great Commission um, in some way, um, then the, the numbers explode. And it's so awesome. So it's, it's an exciting picture um, for engaging with people who are already in the church or not. Okay. So um, I'm just going to like pop this one on you because I, we didn't talk about it beforehand, but I think it'd be really helpful for everyone listening. Cause we kind of just did it generic, like generally, like hypothetically, this is what would happen, but I have really seen this in your life. So let's just take. I don't know, one of your babysitters as an example of how this has actually worked out in the day-to-day life of Rachel. <laughs> so can you just kind of, so you kind of got this picture, the Lord um, showed this to you uh, in this past year, and you've kind of been trained on how to do this. What did that look like when you did it? Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was, it was a complete, um, just divine appointment from God. I found a babysitter at random on Facebook. <laughs> the best way. And she is like the best too. Like she's a total rock star. Um, and probably the second time she comes over, we've already been visiting a little bit. Um, and I know that she goes to church and I um, had really like, really, this is, oh, this is what's so cool about this, this testimony this was the first time I shared the gospel with anyone. I had learned specifically um, how to do it in a really clear, succinct way with like this, this um, cute little illustration. So um, it's called the three circles. Um, you can look it up on YouTube. It's really good, but I have a sticker of it on my phone. So I was like, hey, I am trying to learn how to be able to share the gospel with people. And um, can I just practice sharing with you? And she's like, oh my gosh, I totally know how to share the gospel with five-year-olds, but I don't know how to share with adults. This is perfect. Yes, tell me. I totally want to know what this tool is you have. So I share it with her and she is so into it. She's like so excited. And she's like, do you have more stickers? Like I need this in my life. I'm like, yes, I do. Here you go. <laughs> so she takes her sticker and um, driving home is pulled over by the cops for the first time. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's not one, but three citations. Oh. And by the end of that whole ordeal, somehow she has the presence of mind and shares the gospel with this police officer who is like so into it 
he's like, I really need one of those stickers. Like I need one of those to like put on this like iPad I use to like make citations for people. <laughs> and um, he's so into it. And um, I just could not believe that getting her first ticket in her life after one time me showing her this thing that she did it. Um, she also, she started really young and she has a 22 year old daughter. Uh, who lives in New Mexico. And so she has taught her that and she wants like a hundred stickers so that she can um, equip people there to share the gospel as well. She um, actually recorded me like walking through the gospel presentation and sent it to her. And um, she like shared it with her husband and um, they like continue to equip other believers with it as well, just to have a really simple way um, to share the gospel with people. Um, so, so cool. yeah. <laughs> I love that because it's, um, it really goes against a lot of what we have grown up with in the church, which is I'm going to go to like a five week class and then I will practice for a while. And then once I've been made a leader, then I will maybe go out and do this thing. But in this case, you know, you shared something with her really fast. Um, it was very, you know, biblical, simple, reproducible, which is like my favorite thing, little plug for, I have an article about this very thing on our website. I will link that here as well, but this is what we're talking about. This is why we want to be biblical, simple, and reproducible because the fact that she was able to, I don't know, within 10 minutes of learning it, get pulled over and share it with the cop after she'd already gotten the tickets, which is also very admirable. I feel like I would have side note, probably tried to get out of those tickets first, but she was just so fabulous. And then that was really just, you know, we have no idea what's happened after that. That's we'll only find out in heaven. So I just love that picture um, of the part that we can play and just very simple obedience. Um, and I do think that's part of it too, is that for you and for her um, and for her daughter, you know, there is an act of obedience. We, there has to be a first step and that's for us to be obedient in having gospel conversations with people. So that's kind of a big one. What would you say, um, for, uh, cause I'm assuming that everyone listening is just super pumped and ready to get out there and start figuring out their numbers. I will also just FYI, everybody, um, we will also in our show notes link to the video of Rachel doing the math for you so you can see it. And she'll also tell you how to do it for your city. So there will just be like one or two things that you have to Google, like your population and how many um, people are professed believers. And then you can easily plug and play with this and be able to see the vision for your own city. Uh, so we'll link that. But Rachel, like, <laughs> what should people do now? Like, what is a great for, what do you think is the best first step for people who want to make this their 2022? Oh, yeah. Um, there's a really, really good resource um, that I've watched a bunch of times um, because I wanted to be trained myself in being a laborer, mm -hmm. like, in this little example here and then also be able to teach other people to do it to to do it together has just been something so encouraging 
um, and such a gift. My kids love it. Like they uh, get in on it time as well. Um, so we are like legitimately like co-laboring for Christ, um, like double teaming people and stuff. Um, like they are my, my partners and it is really, really cool. Um, so yeah, the tools that I use have just been like so simple. If you um, Google the 411 mm. training by No Place Left, um, you'll see that there's a playlist there um, that has the whole training or if you watch it all at once, it takes just over 15 minutes. Um, and it's just really cool, really simple. There's um, real simple scripture to help you engage and understand where you see that as well. Um, and those are the ways, um, that's what's really, really helped me put these things into practice. Yeah. I love that you brought up your kids too. Um, your kids are really awesome. And I think both of us have found that sometimes when we are distracted with the mommying of the, of the world and of the, the things we have to get done in the day, our kids are not. And they're like, Hey mom, um, let's talk to that person about Jesus. And, and it kind of really does help us <laughs> to, to remember, oh yeah, that's what we're really here for. Um, so I know that your daughter, Mary Sue has also shared a lot of these tools with her homeschool group and several of them have really started getting into just sharing the gospel, the three circles with their friends and family. So we really have seen this just take off. And I think that is key to me um, of knowing that this is something that truly anyone can do because our eight-year-olds can do it and our five-year-olds can do it. And your two-year-old is on her way. <laughs> oh man, she is, she is, but it's, it's really cool. And like, it's not, it's not underhanded or, or sneaky at all. I have to no. say, man. When my eight-year-old darling little blonde hair daughter says to the piano teacher, can I share my story with you? I really want to tell my testimony. Like, who's really going to turn that down? And, yeah. you know, there was, she's done it many, many times. Uh, from that 411 training, I said, um, 411 training, no place left is what you uh, YouTube. But um, she's learned a 15 second testimony of her own story. And it has literally brought people to tears. And then when they shared that, I was like, oh, cool, let's talk about this more. They did not want to talk with me about anything. <laughs> Weeks afterward, I mean, I don't know. We might get to hang out at some point. But like, so far, they were very, very impacted by her hearing her testimony and did not want to hear my testimony <laughs> about thing. So, um, man, we need all the laborers. We really do. And, and God is going to use us um, in awesome ways as we like learn how to be a part of this. Yeah. Well, we, um, Brett and I have so, so loved um, being in church and just in just this ministry, ministry is such an annoying word, this labor in the harvest that um, we've gotten to do with you and Mike and, and just as families, I think um, that's something that we're both very passionate about that our kids 
be equally as a part of what we're doing. And we're just inviting them to join us and just to see um, what God will do through all of us is very, very exciting. Um, Rachel, it's been super fun having you on and talking about this with you today. Um, we'll probably have to have you back and to see how things are going and in the future. But um, thank you so much for being our first guest of 2022 here at Into the Harvest. Um, so thanks again. And we're just excited to see what the Lord's going to be doing with your family this year. Yes, thank you. Thanks so much. All right, everybody. We hope that this um, just inspired and encouraged you as we are all trying. We're almost through January, the longest month of the whole year. Uh, we hope this has just inspired you as we just face um, the rest of this year, just to look at it a little differently and see just what God can do just through small acts of obedience. So we're going to link to a bunch of things um, below. We hope you'll check them out. Just very simple, reproducible tools that you can literally do with your children. So we hope that's useful. And Andrew and I will be back in two weeks. So we'll see you then. Bye everybody.